On today's show from the hit NB series, California Dreams, J. Anthony Frankie. Uh, Jake Summers doesn't do interviews, by the way. Uh, hey, everybody, just saying hello. Glad to be on uh, Mike's show today. Uh, and uh, we'll be talking to you real soon. everyone welcome to the mike grant show and today's special guest is from the hit nbc series california dreams please welcome jay anthony frankie hey Hi, jay, buddy. how, how are you doing you? i'm doing good mike how are you good thank you so much for joining us here today my pleasure and you are actually joining us from australia i am joining you from melbourne australia on the far side of the world on the other hemisphere actually from the lovely port of melbourne in the lovely city of Melbourne, in the suburb of Frankston. Anyway, J. Anthony Frankie moved to Frankston, Australia. Anyway. So my first question's got to be for you. Yep. What brings you to Australia? Well, I married an Australian, and uh, it was either lived there or here. And uh, I was like, hey, I you know, really haven't spent much time in Australia, so I think I'll go check that out. And I did, and uh, looks like I'm here for good, pretty much. <laughs> What what's the biggest difference between living in the states and living over there? Would you say? Oh, oh, uh, there's so many things. Uh, the medical care here is top notch, and it's paid for by your taxes. That's one thing. Um, so you pay taxes, you get health care. That's it, um, and it's top notch. And uh, if if yeah, so. I'm enjoying it immensely, especially as I get older. Um, also, um, the there is a con. Uh, so that was a pro, and there is a con. The con being that um, I miss a lot of um, certain foods. Um, there's very good food here. Um, there's nothing wrong with Australian food, but there's just a way that we do certain things in the States uh, with, say, burgers or barbecue or pizza or whatever that just kicks the crap out of what they do here. Um, now, there are a few dishes here that I would rather have made here, but that's not the things I'm looking for when I'm looking for comfort food. So, um, yeah. So that's one. Of, those are a couple of other things. And one cool thing Australia is obviously famous for is kangaroos. So I yes. got to ask, how often do you see a kangaroo? Are they, are they just everywhere? Um, they're not just everywhere, but you see them more often than, than you'd think you, well, I don't know. You, I think Americans think we see them everywhere. I've heard people ask if, uh, I ride them to work or whatever, but, um, uh, if you're in a rural area and when I say rural, I just mean like just down the road a bit, uh, as soon as you get out of the suburbs of the city, um, you'll see them in the fields in the morning, you know, just kind of hanging out and, um, uh, You'll see them a lot more than you'll see kangaroos and you'll see them a lot. I mean, I'm sorry, you'll see them a lot more than you'll see koalas. You'll see them a lot more than you see echidnas. Um, echidnas, you rarely see. Koalas, you got to go to certain areas uh, to see. And they're very elusive. But the kangaroos, you see more often than you think. Plus, we also, we also get the strays 
here and there that will end up in a neighborhood and will be clearing your fences and, and uh, hopping from yard to yard trying to find their way out. And that does happen every now and then. But if you do ride one to work, you got to put blinders on them because otherwise they. Anyway, yeah. I did actually get to take a picture with a kangaroo a couple years ago at a state fair. And my okay. gosh, the kangaroo was so soft, like touching yep. the kangaroo. It, like it, it was so cool to do. Was it a what is it? A, a, a large kangaroo, a small kangaroo? It was a large kangaroo. Was it a big male? I think it was. I think they told me that it was like one year old, I want to say. Oh, okay. Okay. But, but it, was, uh, it was big. Still be, it's still be, yeah, the big males will tower over you and they look like they've been working out their entire lives. They, yeah. they have like almost human-like bodies with these muscles and veins and just, and they will kick the crap out of you. So <laughs> you got to be careful, but hey, that's, that's awesome. Yep. So I got to ask to start things off. How did you get yep. started in acting? Uh, I answered this the other day for somebody. Um, basically it was just kind of something I'd always wanted to do. Um, and it came down to a point in my life where it was like, okay, keep doing this thing that I was doing, which was basically regular jobs or regular work, um, or put in the effort and do this other thing, which is the acting. Um, eventually, um, I was able to actuate the actual acting gig um started with a few small gigs here and there and then um grew in to california dreams so um i'm lucky very lucky worked hard for it but still there's a lot of luck involved as well so good luck to anybody who else who tries and one cool role that i did get to see when i was uh researching some of your work was you were actually on one of my favorite shows married with children in a scene yep. with christina applegate kelly bundy and Al yep. Bundy. Um, yep. It was pretty cool. You played the pizza guy. and Artie the pizza boy from Pizza by Jake. Yep. Yep. And basically um, you were saying to Al, I need, you know, I think it was like seven fifty and a tip. And Al, tell everybody what Al Bundy did to you. I said, uh, my name, I'm Artie from Pizza by Jake. Uh, you owe me seven fifty plus a tip. And uh, he said, I'll give you a tip. And he grabs me by the back of the, the nape of the neck. And walks me over to the door and then slams my face uh, into the door and then gives me my tip, which is doors are hard. That was my tip. And then he boots me out of the uh, out of the house, which uh, uh, very funny, man. Very glad to have been part of that. Um, that was a pretty huge deal in my life. Um, was that would you say that was like your first big break married with children? Um, it was one of the biggest things I had done. Um, I had done a few things prior to that. Um, but that was definitely one of the larger shows I had been on. So besides California dream, but which California dreams was not nearly as big as married with children, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, eventually you got on California dreams, yep. which basically, um, was part of the TNBC lineup is what they called it back then. Yep. where it was all these teen-oriented shows, which basically started off with Saved by the Bell, and it was from the same producers as Saved by the Bell. Yes, Peter Engel, yep. And it, and it was basically sort of like Saved by the Bell at the beach, or, you right. know, and, and and singing, like a, a right. rock band in there, yes. too. Um, and you played Jake Summers on the show. I did. So can you tell us how you got cast in that? Uh, I had been auditioning for quite a few years, uh, for all kinds of stuff and, you know, landed some things here and there, married to children, uh, general hospital, 
uh, some commercials and some other stuff. Um, uh, and I had gotten a call from my agent saying, you got to go to this audition. It's for a show called California Dreams. And I was like, California what? Um, I had no idea. Um, back then, you either watched a lot of TV or you didn't. Um, and most people only had three channels. Um, if you didn't, if you didn't have cable. So if you, you know, and it was, it was on one of the three channels, but at the same time, I think I was also at the age where, you know, I was probably hung over every Saturday morning. So, you know, it wasn't something I had seen or heard of. Um, and I went and auditioned. Um, they liked me, I guess. Um, and they brought me back in. I ended up going in like five times, five or six times. Um, and then the final audition was, uh, absolutely, uh, nerve-wracking it was um uh, every nbc executive all the producers and writers uh and the yeah uh and everybody in one room and there was three of us it was down to three people and they were just and we knew it and we knew they were deciding between the three of us that day um so all the three of us are sitting there while they call us in one at a time to go and uh, uh read our lines or or perform our lines in front of all these in very important people. Um, and uh, yeah, sure enough, I got it. And um, rest is history. Yep. And you showed up actually in the second season and yep. your character was like the bad boy who rides the bike, wears the leather jacket, yep. um, comes into town and in school. And so basically, like I said, it was the second season that you came in there. So you came into a cast that was kind of already established. Yes. So yes, I did. How did the cast um, make you feel welcome on your first day? Um, I think, I mean, I think, you know, naturally they were like, oh, you know, we had our own thing going, what's going on? Um, but, you know, for the most part, you know, everybody was fine. Um, everybody was professional, did what we we're supposed to do. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was good. It was good. So, um, and and the, the first episode, uh, I, I think, I think a good barometer would be, you know, if you're doing that, that first episode and you walk away going, oh, no, when it's over, you've got problems. Um, I didn't do that. I walked away going, yes. So. Um, so, yeah, it turned out really good. Now, something that was interesting, which I didn't know, which I found out is, can you confirm that you didn't actually do your own singing on the show? Is that true? Um, the voice of Jake Summers uh, for singing, um, most of it was done by a very talented uh, young man at the time uh, named Barry Coffing, who did a fantastic job. Um, and I did an excellent job pretending I was him or he was me or whatever. Um, however, uh, if, if you do want to hear my voice, there are many times that I do sing live on the show. One of them, um, probably the and play. Uh, one of them being Leather and Loose uh, on the uh, uh, episode where Jake is running for president of the of PCH. Um, so Leather and Loose is all me on guitar and uh, and vocals. Um, but other than that, yes, Barry Coffing uh, did my voice. Um, so there you go. Was was there any specific reason that they had somebody else do your voice? Um, I, I think I went in there and I did. Uh, I sang for them. Um, and I think I had, I was, I was really into like kind of alternative music at the time. So when I sang for them, I really didn't have a pop thing happening. And I think most people agree when they hear me doing leather and loose or like, yeah, you really didn't 
have a really poppy thing, but you made it work for that. Um, so um, at the time I could sing, who knows now, but whatever. Um, uh, so yeah, they, they went with um, Barry Coffin's voice, which honestly, when I look at it, it sounds like Jake to me. So. Yep. But definitely, I, I mean, and, I couldn't tell the difference growing up. Right, and that. again, uh, Barry did a, a bang up amazing job. So. Yep. And then you had an amazing cast on that show. I want to go over the names of some of the people that you worked yep. with. And um, if you can share any memories that maybe you have of them. So the first person I want to talk about is that the show in the beginning revolved around the Garrison family. Mm -hmm. so it was brother and sister, Matt and Jenny, who were played by Brent Gore and Heidi Noel Lenhart. So yep. can you tell me a little bit about your memories of those two? Um. Brent was probably the, the, we became the closest, uh, at the beginning. Um, he was very, very open and, and welcoming to me. Um, I went over to his house quite a few times. He came over to my house a few times, played some guitar, sang some songs, wrote some stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, just all around good guy. Um, still one of my favorite people. Um, Heidi Noel, uh, Lenhart, um, absolutely wonderful person. Um, still on, well, I, th I think she took a break from Facebook, but, uh, she's been on my Facebook forever. And last time I saw her, it was just lovely to see her. So, um, yeah, just very good people and, um, nothing but good memories of them. So. And then Heidi actually left after a couple episodes in season two. Um, yes. do you know why Heidi left the show? I think she had, uh, as far as I know, I think she just had multiple opportunities that were presenting themselves and she opted to take them. So, um, yeah, we, we wished her well and, and, uh, and Godspeed basically. So, okay. And is that the same reason why Brent left the show as well? Um, I think, uh, I think Brent also, yeah, he had other opportunities and he was looking more for, uh, uh, more authentic music. Uh, and I, and I don't think he was getting that with our show, um, which I don't blame him. Um, but, um, yeah, so it's pretty, yeah, pretty much the same reasons for both of them, as far as I know. Yep, and in the beginning, those uh, first couple episodes, um, you had a little love interest going on with Jenny there until she moved away her character. Yep. yep. And then eventually, your next love interest was played by Kelly Packard, who played Tiffany. So yes. can you tell us your memories of her? Uh, lovely person. Um, we they They seem to, because of our relationship on the show, they seem to... Uh, send us to interviews constantly together. Um, we had pretty good chemistry, both uh, on screen and off screen. Um, uh, people have asked me if we butted heads. It seems that um, uh, uh, she thought we butted heads. I don't. I don't really remember overly butting heads or anything. I think I just thought we were all a huge dysfunctional family. But whatever. She's a lovely person, and and she's doing quite well uh, with her life. And I'm. I'm glad to hear it and know it. And so. And then the drummer on the show was. One of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my life. William James Jones is hilarious. And yeah, he's he doing Tony Wicks. That's right. Um, and absolutely that dude, every time he moved, he cracked me up. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was very fun working with uh, William and William. I don't know if you know, this has recently become a doctor of psychiatry. Um, so yeah, he put in the work and uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, he, he was able to 
make that dream come true for himself. I'm very proud of him. Okay, that's awesome. Yep. And then the manager of the band was yep. Sly Winkle, who yep. you butted heads with a little bit on the show. Um, yep. Can you tell us your memories of Michael Cade? Well, that was that was one of the lines in the in the finale. Was we we sure butted heads, uh, and it, uh, and it's, yeah, we sure did. Uh, but you know, we made each other better, and I like to think that that that's actually true. Um, um, yeah, Michael also a very funny guy. Um, definitely, uh, definitely his own dude. Um, nothing but respect. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see him again uh, next time we run into other. Hopefully, when this whole uh, uh, COVID thing runs out, um, uh, I'll be able to start traveling. I've, I've signed up with an with a uh, a Comic Con agent who's basically been trying to book me in in stuff around the world, but it's really difficult at the moment, especially because I'm in Australia. So, yep. And then replacing um, Jenny Garrison's character when she left, they had a foreign exchange student move into the Garrison household, mm-hmm. and she was played by Jenny Kwan, and her name was Sam on the show. Can you tell yep. us your memories of her? Um, lovely person, absolutely. Um, just um, as nice as nice can be. Um, very funny, um, very talented. Uh, she has probably um, uh, her and Kelly are probably the most prolific uh, uh, out of all of us. I mean, they ended up doing quite a few things, and Jenny's got uh, quite a quite a large following um, from uh, I don't know if you know uh, Airbender, the last Avatar. Um, and, uh, so yeah, she's doing quite well for herself and I'm very proud of her as well. So she's really taken it, it quite far. So, and she's just a great person also. And, uh, her and, uh, Kelly actually put together a whole, uh, uh, uh pop-up, uh, concert in Los Angeles, uh, a couple of years ago, which was uh, awesome, but I couldn't make it to that either, but I saw a video and, um, they did a, a great job with that. So looking forward to more stuff from both of them. And then in season three, you had a couple new yep. characters that joined the cast as well. The first yep. one was Sly had a cousin whose yep. name was Mark, and he was played yep. by Aaron Jackson. Yep. So can you tell us a little bit about Aaron? Uh, Aaron came on, and um, and uh, we were by by season three when he came on, we were we were pretty well established uh, as a cast um, and pretty much knew each other's routines. So uh, I think uh, he. Aaron found it a little bit rough, but he he's a he's a good and talented dude, and he he hung in there and 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 uh, made his part his own and 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 uh, became one of us uh, pretty quickly. So um, yeah, good guy. Still talk to him here and there. Um, excellent dude. So uh, also can't wait to see him as well. Can't wait to see everybody. Um, yeah. And then the final cast member, who was also your love interest on the show for a little while, yeah. Lorena Costa, who was played by, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Diana Uribe. Uribe, yeah. Uribe, yep. Uribe, so yep. Tell us your memories of her. Um, uh, she, she also came on um, at the same time as, as Mark. Um, we were pretty well established. Um, she, it's, it's hard because um, after the show ended, like just none of us, she just kind of vanished. Um, and I think I've, uh, I think we've seen her on, I think I've seen her on a few things recently uh, on social media. Um, and I, I really hope she's doing well. I would love to have a conversation with her um, I, I uh, just to see how she's doing and, 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 and just touch base. But um, Diana, if you're out there, I'd, I'd love to say hello and, and, and talk. 
and the episodes of California Dreams, they're on YouTube. If anybody wants to see them, go on there. We got to get it on Peacock, the NBC. Uh, We're working on it, yeah. Streaming service, because that that's where it should be, in all honesty. Yep. We all know that. Yep. Sitting there with all those Saved by the Bell reruns. Um, so definitely, everybody, go check it out on YouTube. And you guys, I don't remember this, but you guys had a soundtrack? Is that true? Uh, there was a... There was a, a cassette or C and slash CD that was put out um, with the first season songs. Um, and then there was an anthology of like all of our music that we got near the end of the show um, that was given to all the cast and crew. Unfortunately, mine, my copy, it was a double CD or quadruple CD set. Um, unfortunately, mine was either stolen or I lost it. I don't know. I have no idea where it is. Um, but there are a few floating out there. I do see them on eBay every now and then. Um, but yeah, there, there is, there are soundtracks, um, but they're, they're few and far between and pretty hard to find from what I understand. And if anybody has mine, <laughs> let me know. I'd like it back. Did you have a favorite song to perform? Um, Oh, the wife just texted me and said she bought me one. I own it. You own it. Um, I bought you one. You own it. So basically, I guess I do have the anthology again. Um, so thanks, honey. Um, uh, favorite song to perform. Um, well, my favorite song actually had nothing to do with me at all um, from California Dreams. And that was from season one. And it was uh, Love Is Not Like This on the Radio. Um, I, th I think that was uh, the, the best song that the group had, had done entirely. But I, I did enjoy the uh, finale song and also Too Much to Dream quite a bit. Um, yeah. So. Did, did you have a favorite episode overall? <sighs> I, was, I was asked this the other day and I, I, I tried to answer it. And it's very difficult because while I remember that there was different episodes, after this many years, it all seems like one large episode. Um, so it's, it's really difficult to say, but um, yeah, and I, I really can't pinpoint one. Um, I mean, obviously, it would be one of my episodes. Yeah. Are, 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 any, are any scenes that you remember that you particularly enjoyed doing? Um, I particularly enjoyed doing uh, the work that we did with uh, Eddie Mecca, who played my uncle in Harley and the Marlboro Man. Um, first of all, Eddie Mecca is a legend. Um, also, I'd like to apologize. He, uh, Eddie, I'm so sorry. He asked me for an autograph for his daughter and um i didn't have any at home and i think at the time they were out of them upstairs and and i just dropped the ball and didn't get it to him and i had to this day i that haunts me and i feel terrible um so if i can rectify or remedy that situation um and eddie if you see this let me know i'd love to fix it so but yeah um yeah those those that was that was pretty much a highlight right there that guy was uh, legendary and and I was very lucky to have worked and uh, yeah, very lucky to have worked. Did you guys ever have any sort of pranks on set or did you guys try to make each other crack up 
during rehearsals of your lines? Constantly. Um, there, there was uh, one in one thing in particular in season two, um, where uh, I think Matt or Jenny is making a sandwich, and then Sly comes in and grabs a sandwich, and it was like, "Oh, thanks," and he takes a bite. And I think during one of the rehearsals, we just stuck a whole bunch of uh, chili peppers in the sandwich so uh michael came in or sly came in took the bite and then started uh basically dying in front of us uh from the heat uh which was pretty funny um you can see you can even see some of the things there's um i think it was the episode uh the too much to dream episode with zane walker um you can see where uh william and i are standing next to each other and uh, we're supposed to be acting goofy, like hippies or something. I don't remember exactly. But you can see us both like punching each other in the stomach in the background, um, trying to get each other to either laugh or, or bowl over in pain, either one. Um, but yeah, every time I see that, I catch it. and I, I just kind of giggle to myself. But yeah, it's just it was constant. It was never ending. Now, when you were on the show, um, did you guys go out and make appearances to, like malls or anything like that? Because I know just like the Saved by the Bell cast they went to malls and stuff like that and made public appearances. Where, where did you guys get to go? Uh, yeah, um, that was usually um, set up uh, separate from the show. So it was just us as our person, having played the character, going to do an appearance, um, usually. Um, I think there was a couple where we were all invited as one group. Um, but for the most part, yeah, we just went all over the United States. Some went all over... Uh, not all over, but to different parts of the globe. Um, but yeah, we went all over the place um, and signed autographs and said hello. And yeah, it was a good time. And you guys also were nominated for a Young Artist Award as well on the, the ensemble. Yep. For the second. Yeah, apparently season. they thought we were the, uh, 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 a great ensemble cast, which we were. So yep. um, it is great to be nominated for something like that. Um, I appreciate it. Um, uh, you can see my 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 Emmy up there. Um, it's fake. Um, anyway. Now my trivia question for you is, do you remember who beat you that year to win that award? Oh, uh, you know, I knew this, but no, I don't remember now, but okay. I do, I do, I do remember being beaten and yeah. It was the cast of kids incorporated. Ah, and All right. do you remember what famous person was in the cast that year? Yes, um, Stacy Ferguson, otherwise known as Fergie. And then also, I don't know if he was in the cast that year, but I used to go to school with Ryan Lambert. Uh, we were in uh, elementary and middle or, yeah, elementary and middle school together. Um, and that's pretty much the last time I saw him was back then in uh, middle school. But anyway, um, yeah, Ryan, I don't know, was Ryan Lambert in the cast during that time? Well, I was thinking of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, because yeah, Fergie was way before that. It said online. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and she called herself Love Hewitt back then. Right. Um, yeah, because she had, you know what? Yes, because she had just moved out. I remember meeting her and she had just moved out from wherever, I think, what, Pennsylvania or something? Or I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, long time. I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> but yeah, Fergie was on it before that. Yep. Along with Ryan Lambert before that. And then, yeah, okay. And then also, so then eventually, you know, the series came to an end. You guys yep. filmed the final episode, which yep. 
it was a very difficult episode to watch because Jake wanted the band to continue. They had yes. gotten a deal. And the other cast member or the other members of the band wanted to go their separate w- ways. So can you tell us what it was like filming that final episode and those final scenes? Uh, it was difficult. Um, I think, you know, the character Jake, you know, for him, um, it was the ending of an era and it was sad. It was a sad moment because um, he had, you know, he'd always been this this guy that people were afraid of and and uh, and treated with a certain amount of deference, but that deference was never really rooted necessarily in anything good. It was more of, uh, I mean, it just seemed to me that it was more of a fear-based thing. Um, and then he had found this group of people that just accepted him for, well, not at first, but accepted him for who he was. Um, and he had found something with that. Um, and I think for me, it was kind of the same in the sense that you know, this was a good thing in my life. Um, you know, uh, we were a, a family, a dysfunctional family, um, but a family nonetheless. Um, all families are dysfunctional. So, you know, it doesn't, that has no bad connotations to me. Um, but uh, yeah, it was the ending of an era. And it was, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, I don't want this to end. And I don't think it really registered to me that it end, that it was ending uh, until it was like a couple of weeks later and I hadn't been back to the set. Um, and I was like, ah, you know, but I mean, we were also used to doing, uh, uh, you know, six month hiatuses. So we'd film like a season, be off for six months and then come back and work for another six to eight months. So it probably hit me, really hit me probably about five to six months after and just going, ah, this is now's about the time when I'd be heading back and we're not heading back. Um, and then I didn't, after that, I don't know, I didn't really try to, uh, get in anything else or I didn't really, I don't know. I think I was just like, like I did it, you know, I was like, I'm done. I did it. And, uh, let's, let's see what else is out there. And now I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of want to do it again. You know, I want to get back out there, but, um, yeah. So, but yeah, it was the end of an era for both the character and, and myself. So it was, it kind of fit together quite interestingly. And then back then, too, you got to remember there was no social media. Right. So it was kind of hard to uh, to keep in contact with people. So how did you make sure that over the years after the series ended that you were still kind of able to keep in contact with the cast? Uh, I had phone numbers written down. Um, and also, I'm terrible at keeping uh, in touch with people. However, I'm one of those people that I can, we can, if we're friends, we can talk years later and pick up right where we left off. And there's no part of me that says, where were you? And I hope it's the same with, with those people. However, I have found with the, uh, with the coming of social media, um, it is so much easier and so much nicer to be able to keep in contact with the people I want to keep in contact with, because I can talk to them quite often now. Um, And we just, I think before it was like, we live such busy lives and, and we still do. But now you can just kind of get on your phone at any time and say hello to somebody. Um, even if you're not talking, you can, you can do it with text or whatever. Um, back then, you had to actually put, take time out and say, hey, I'm going to sit down or I'm going to grab my new cordless phone because that was pretty new back then, too. My new cordless phone um, from the living room. And I'm going to walk out to the porch and I'm going to go talk to aunt so-and-so uh, for a little while. Um, you know, that was all stuff you had to sometimes schedule, you know, um, 
uh, especially especially back then being on a show uh you know we had busy schedules um it was hard uh, you know but yeah in between then and now um not so good to good as far as keeping in touch with people <clears throat> and one way you guys got to keep in touch is you had an appearance a few years ago on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yes, we did. On the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So can you tell us how that came about and what was it like for you? I just, uh, I had just moved to Australia. Um, I had uh, end of 2008 on October 27th. I think I arrived on the 29th in 2008. So I basically lost the entire day of the 28th. That day does not exist for me ever. Um, it just, it has vanished from my life. It will never come back. Um, very strange. Uh, yeah, so just lost an entire day of my life. Um, and then I was here for about a year, year and a half. And I was told, or I got a call saying, hey, do you want to come out and do Jimmy Fallon with the cast? And I, of course I was like, yeah, yeah I'd like to do that. Um, so who, you know, who wouldn't? Um, so we... They flew us out, um, got to stay in a very nice hotel uh, in New York City. I bounded up the, I bounded up the steps into the, checked in, got in the elevator, threw my bags in my room and ran right to Vinny's Pizza, uh, right down the block. I knew exactly where it was. Ran right down to get uh, a, a large pepperoni pie, brought it back to my, uh, my room and gobbled that whole thing in one sitting. Because like I said earlier, um, one of the things I'm missing here is certain types of food. And one of those foods being pizza, American style or New York style in particular, um, it just doesn't exist here. So um, yeah, so anyway, so did that. And then um, we ended up uh, doing the show. Uh, it was great to see everybody. Um, and uh, Jimmy Fallon, of course, funny as always. Um, I think we shared the evening with Zach Galifianakis, if I'm correct. Yes. Um, it was also an honor to be sharing the stage with the Roots, as well as Jimmy Fallon at the time. Um, yeah, no, it was great. And Mr. Belding showed up too. And Mr. Belding, of course, also one of my favorite people of all time. Yes. Yes. Mr. Belding's awesome. I met Mr. Belding. Awesome. Awesome. I'm yep. glad. And, and I was actually in a commercial with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, great. It was, okay. well, it was actually a promo, uh, promo for the MTV Video Music Awards 2005. It was like an airplane that we were in. <clears throat> yep. Like we were like passengers in an airplane and I was sitting behind him. And you can see like part of my head in the commercial. Nice. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> awesome. Well, good for you. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Well, I mean, you know, if, 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 if you haven't met uh, Mr. Belding um, or Dennis, um you need to it's it's just it's, it's he's just that kind of guy so and dennis hope all is well and if you see this and can you tell everybody uh what have you been up to since california dreams uh mostly um uh i've been uh, working in in uh, video game uh, development production uh and then um, a few years ago i made the switch over to audiovisual equipment um development and production uh, so now I am a quality assurance, a senior quality assurance engineer for a company that uh, designs and manufactures audiovisual equipment for uh, studios, um, even for home use. Um, so, and they're doing quite well right now with the 
with the uh, pandemic there's and the lockdowns, there's a lot of people wanting to produce their own uh, uh, content. And that's where we come in and uh, it's doing quite well. Okay, awesome. So now what we're going to do is we're going to play the lightning round where uh -oh. I'm going to name you a couple things and you just tell me which <clears throat> one you prefer. So uh, do you prefer a bacon, egg and cheese sandwich or a raisin bagel with cream cheese? Bacon, egg, and cheese, but I'm gonna I'm gonna switch that up a little bit. I will take a garlic uh, sesame and cream cheese bagel over any of those. Okay. All right. Would you rather have a pet pig or a pet goat? Oh, uh, I'm gonna I, both. <laughs> both. They're both amazing. Would you rather go a month without a car or a month without the internet? Oh, a month without a car. Easy. Dominoes or dice? Uh, what's dice? Dice, like you roll the dice. Oh, the, oh, I was like Domino's Pizza. I'm like, I don't want <laughs> yeah. Domino's. I was like, is dice a new pizza place? Um, Domino's or dice? Ooh, uh, I like Domino's, but I'm going to go with dice. I, I like dice a little better. Okay. Yep. Disney <clears throat> Plus or Paramount Plus? Better streaming service. Oh, oh, sorry to both of them. Um, I haven't actually tried either of them. However, uh, The Mandalorian is on Disney Plus, right? Yes. I'll go with Disney Plus for now for that reason. Okay. Would you rather have 99 chances to win $100,000 or a 50-50 chance at a million dollars? Well, I mean, it's 99 chances out of 100? 100. Oh, yeah. Give me the 99 chances. Okay. Godzilla or King Kong? Oh, you know what? Actually, half and half isn't bad either. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, for that, for that amount of money. Um, Godzilla or King Kong? I'm going to go Godzilla. Okay. Saved by the Bell? Saved by the Bell, the college years? Or Saved by the Bell, the new class? Oh man, um, uh, I'm 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 gonna go OG Saved by the Bell. Okay, Los Angeles or New York? Oh, see that's tough. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer. Uh, it it depends. It it, it really depends. Um, I I've spent time in both. Uh, went back and forth quite often. Um, uh, I was okay. Los Angeles to live. Um, New York to visit, unless I'm going to live outside of the city, um, in a suburb somewhere, um, then, then probably New York, but, um, Los Angeles, just because if, if the city's my choice, it's, it's the city's just too much for me yep. for long yep. periods of time. I love it for a couple of weeks, but after that, I'm like, ah, this is crazy. Yep. M&Ms yep. or Kit Kats? Oh, M&Ms. The, the Flash or Green Arrow? Oh, that's that's tough. The Flash or Green Arrow? Yeah, I'll go Green Arrow. Okay. And then which one is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello, or Leonardo? I'll go Leonardo. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure.
can you tell all the fans um, how they can contact you? And what would you like to say to them for anybody that's watching the show today? Uh, first of all, uh, thanks for watching and um, love you. And thank you for being fans. And thank you for uh, uh, just giving us a reason to do what we did. Um, it really would mean nothing if it were not for you. So thank you. Um, and then you can get a hold of me, um, uh, J. Anthony Frankie official page uh, on Facebook. And then I believe it's just J. Anthony Frankie on Instagram. Um, and somebody else kind of handles some of those things for me. So, <clears throat> um, uh, but yeah, uh, get a hold of me there. Uh, sometimes on the Instagram and sometimes on the uh, uh, Facebook official, um, we'll hold a contest for autographs or shirts or whatever. So um, be sure to check in and, and, and join us on, um, on both of those. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure, Mike. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for watching, and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Stay stout.